Building an online business is more than branding, content, and sales. It's what happens behind the scenes during the highs and lows that make or break your business. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and this is The Kim Doyle Show. I'll be sharing my own journey of 10 plus years growing an online business, as well as talking to entrepreneurs who are on the ground, creating, building, and showing up every day. Remember, do business as only you can do. What up, what up? Holy moly. (laughs) I wanted to come up with something that rhymed, but I won't. Long time no talk. Welcome to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. Oh my goodness, it's been a while. This is episode 47, and we're going to talk about the future of my business and this podcast. So like I said, it's been a while since I've recorded a podcast, and for what it's worth, it's been completely intentional. Now, look, I already got one sentence in, (laughs) and I'm just going to warn you guys, I'm probably going to go off script quite a bit. This is a wordy post. We'll see how long the episode is. but I had a lot, a lot of thoughts coming up in writing this. And, you know, after giving myself some time last fall to process the loss of my mom, which is obviously ongoing, but I do think I'm on the other side of the shock and intense grief. Um, I don't know that a day has gone by that I still don't cry. Didn't mean to do that here. Um, uh, but it's, you know, it's getting a lot easier. And uh, we'll just leave that at that because this is not an episode on grief recovery. So, but really I thought that I would just jump back into the podcast and it would be business as usual. Obviously that has not been the case. So I have a couple of interviews to publish from last fall and, and quite frankly, over the summer, I think I had some too. Um, And I will, but the truth is something felt off about the show. And I'm going to get into all of that when I talk about the future of the show. But before I go there, I want to bring you guys up to speed with what has happened in my business in general in the last couple of months. And then we can talk about where things are heading. So first of all, and I know this might be a a repeat for some of you because you joined me on a live stream, but December was phenomenal (laughs) for the content creators planner. We had our highest sales month at the time. And we ended up doing over 40,000 in sales for one month. Now, remember, this brand is just a year old now. And I've done some of the sharing about, you know, how we built up what we've done. Um, But I haven't shared on this show in quite a while what's been happening, you know, so let me explain how we got there. And I do have a link to the hour long live stream where we really pulled back the curtains and we shared the entire journey over the last year. Um, if you go to the show notes, there's a link in the show notes, or you could just go to contentcreatorsplanner.com and go to the blog. It's right there. So this is going to be the short version of the live stream. So one of my intentions with the planner was right from the get-go, and we ran ads when we had the Kickstarter that failed, uh, but right from the get-go, I said to Jody, we're running paid traffic. I you know, I'm in this for the long haul, but I don't know about you guys, but it can be very deflating when you've been working really hard on something for a long time and you can't get the traction going because you're not investing in paid traffic. And for what it's worth, we started super, I don't want to say cheap, but we were very strategic and we started running paid ads ourselves in May. 
And we were profitable from day one because we started with $10 a day. We have a good profit margin on the book. And so we only needed to sell one planner a day to earn a profit. And from the get-go, we sold, we would sell two to three a day pretty effortlessly. Um, neither of us are ad experts. <laughs> Although I'm going to be brutally honest and say there is no shame in me telling you that Jody's brain is wired to understand the nuances of ads much better than mine. And fortunately has more patience with figuring out those niggly tech things. <laughs> but the bottom line is that we know our product, we know our audience, and we know the problem that our product solves. We created the planner because it solved a problem we were having. But because of the personal challenges we both faced last summer, so besides what was going on with me, Jody had some stuff going on with her. Literally, it was a same weekend my mom went into the hospital and you know which was you guys know talked about it was a six week uh thing i don't know what to call that but six week painful journey and jody had her own stuff going on and so you know we didn't do a whole lot of testing with the ads but we would occasionally increase our budget or try a new audience our goal with the planner during those difficult months was simply to keep moving forward which we did and I am to this day super grateful. Uh, Jody stepped in and really just let me do what I needed to do to take care of myself. And so I am very grateful for that. So when September rolled around, we realized, and you guys, when I say we realized, it wasn't like we hadn't been looking, but we realized we had money in the bank. Like, oh, this is more than we thought. I think we can pay ourselves something. And so we took our first draw against the sales. And it wasn't a lot, but it really felt great to pay ourselves considering we started working on the content creators planner in the fall of 2018, right? Now we're a year and a half later. It took us, but we started in August and launched pre-sales very end of December. So we had that, you know, four month window of creating and planning and all of that stuff. Um, but, you know, when, when that time rolled around, we were like, okay, this, this is pretty great. And we thought we... We just kind of sat back and said, neither of us really have the time, desire, or skill set, although I think Jody could probably do it, um, but to focus on scaling the ads. So I reached out to a friend of mine that I met in a mastermind six years ago and had stayed in touch with throughout these years. Again, little, here's my first off script, and I'm not going to label them every time, I promise. But you don't know where those relationships are going to come from or what's going to become of them or when something may come out of it. So you know, take care of those relationships. Um, where am I at? So here we go. So um, I reached out to a friend of mine who I knew that's all he did was run paid traffic. And I had gone up, maybe I showed this with you guys when I thought I was launching lead surveys, and I had gone up to Salt Lake City and did sort of this funnel hackathon thing. It was a very small group that worked with them in planning out because I knew I thought, okay, I wanted these guys to run ads for lead surveys. And I, I jokingly referred to him as Rain Man, just the way their brains work, right? They're super data centric. And at the same time, this is pretty much their business. They're not out there selling courses on how to be a Facebook ads genius, right? I, I always like hiring people that are in the trenches still and doing the work, not having done it, profited, and now let me go teach, but they stopped doing. And I'm not negating that, that model by any means. Um, but when you're putting money out on a daily basis, you want somebody who is managing that on a daily basis, right? So anyway, so we had a call with him. And Jody was like, yeah, these are great. Because his first question was, why aren't you spending more money? 
So after our initial call, I would say it was probably a month later, we're like, screw it, let's just do it, right? And so it was basically, you know, taking the bulk of what we were earning and saying, we're going to go ahead, pay them, because there's a flat fee before they are before they get any sort of profit sharing, for lack of a better term, um, you know, because they are incentivized, the more we make, the more they make best model. I'm not sure it, it's working, but, <laughs> uh, you know, so we hired them and I would say that that was at the beginning. No, it was the end of October. when we started working with them. So end of November, we did 6185, $6,185 in sales. And in December we ended at 41,681 sales. <laughs> you guys to say our minds were blown would be a huge understatement. I mean, I remember when you know, hitting those sort of, <clears throat> excuse me, monumental numbers, like, oh my God, we had 20,000. Oh my God, I think we're going to do 30,000. It was like, holy moly, we're going to do 40,000. It was just, it was really unreal, guys. And as I come up on 12 years this March, having been online running my own business, you know, it kind of feels like finally, for, for lack of a better term, I've had great months, I've, you know, scaled different things, but this really feels like coming home to me, to be honest with you. And I don't mean the money per se. It's just how all of this is coming together. Um, but let me say this, because I do not want to mislead you and tell you that we've just been sitting back watching the sales come in. We work pretty closely with the ad team. And at the time of this recording, which is, uh, what is today? The 20th. I knew the date. January 20th. Things took a dive last week. Um, and so, you know, some changes were made. And, you know, we were communicating about the changes with them. And so some changes were made. And it was kind of like, what the hell happened? We had our highest day. And we're on track to more than double. Had our highest track uh, day on Monday. And the next day, we did half of that. So clearly, stuff went sideways. So we're working through that. And the tough thing with advertising is that anytime you make a change, and I'm going to use Facebook as an example, and you're going to get super layman's terms, because like I said, it's not how my brain works. But anytime you make a change, Facebook has to relearn, right? So as an example, even the ads we were running at $10 a day, when we said, okay, let's spend $20 a day, Facebook goes back into this relearning mode. And the algorithm's like, okay, based on your target audience and the data that we have, when can we you know, they figure out when to display the ad based on the most likelihood of it being bought, right? And so I mean, again, those are Kim's terms, but take it with a grain of salt. So while it looks like things are getting sorted, we do biweekly calls with them. And we've gone in. And this is the other piece of this, you guys is that we're not, I don't say we're not your typical client. But the fact is, we're super hands on, right? Like, Jody goes in and looks at the the grammar for the copy, because we have a a certain way that we want the brand to come across. We have a certain style of language we want to use, we know who we're talking to. And we think that some of those issues last week is because they they have been testing outside of, of who we're still targeting, right? You guys, we're just getting started on this. We have not even been advertising for a year. And when you think about how many people actually see your ad based on, you know, it doesn't matter if the target audience is half a million people, how many people actually see it, right? So we're just getting started. This is really still in its infancy. And so it's super important, one, 
I will tell you that when you hire people that you stay involved and you pay attention to what's going on because two, as, and we've given permission with scaling, but we started spending a thousand dollars a day on this, which (laughs) there is no way on earth anybody could have told me three months ago that we'd be doing this today. But the fact is it works and it did work. And so something went sideways, but it's fixable, right? That's, that's kind of what I like about paid traffic. It's based on data. Um, and just Jody and I taking, you know, 20 minutes to go in and really dig deeper and set clearer expectations on how we want communication to be relayed to us, you know, going back and saying, that was a nice test. That's, but you're still not targeting who we told you to target that kind of stuff. Right. So it's a work in progress. It's only been, you know, let's see, November, December, not even three full months working together. So we're going to sort this and I'm not, I'm really not worried about it, but it really did validate that you cannot solely rely on only a couple channels of traffic, which is what people often do, especially when it's working. Right. And I would challenge anybody out there listening to this that, you know, organic is great. And we absolutely have massive plans for organic. And I'll fill you in on that when I get to that piece of this show. Um, But organic is the long haul. And, and I was actually having a conversation with a friend recently. He's like, Kim, you're the only one that I know that Facebook ads are working for. And I'm like, I don't think that's true, though. Maybe I'm the only one, you know, so I'm not calling him a liar. (laughs) I didn't mean that. Um, But they work. Too many people spend money doing it, right? And it works. And I do think that we've had this holy moly, crazy, phenomenal, this is fantastic. But there's so many pieces of the puzzle to fit together. So, you know, the amount of time that we spent analyzing this stuff just today and going back and looking through things and then saying, now let's do this and, and course correcting. That's just one piece. And then you start looking at, well, how can I increase the average cart value or what can I do as an upsell or how, what, what type of value can we provide on a follow-up sequence that then makes somebody want more from us? I mean, there's so many pieces involved, right? Anyways, uh, I wanted to update you on that. So you had the current status of the planner and that side of my business. It's been a super exciting, fantastic ride. And, uh, I'm looking forward to more updates with that. So let's pivot to the personal brand site and business. And again, this is just bringing you guys up to speed, not what the future holds. So I right now, um, I think I talked to you guys, I don't know, earlier that last year, it was probably late spring, when I started doing some content marketing for clients. And <laughs> the funny part of that is I was hell bent that I was not doing client work anymore, right? A long time ago. However, I'm also, you know, somewhat intelligent and said, okay, well, the planner's growing, so it's working, but you're not making enough to cover all your expenses. Don't cut off your nose to spite your face. And so took on the content marketing for clients. Um, The first client I had, so we ran that, gosh, I would say probably April through December, and then he's reevaluating. He spends a lot on paid traffic. Um, but I have two other clients. One is an individual, one's a bigger company and I like both of them. And so I've got the two clients and that's pretty much it that, um, we're going to stick with. When I say we, it is a collaboration. I've got a couple of people that do writing. I've got graphics. I've got someone that helps with the SEO, all that kind of stuff. So my role in that is strategy, kind of bigger picture, managing, working, and 
<laughs> hear my heart when I tell you I do not feel like managing people. I told Jody already that that is my wish list. Once we hit a certain level of income, I want <clears throat> someone to, sorry, my voice is a little froggy today, but like a business manager, because I cannot, I'm so tired of admin last week. I was about ready to pull my hair out. But um, that being said, so I'm focusing on the two clients, right? That's great. That's running. They're retainers. They're lovely people. They're great opportunities. That's all good. However, I've been pondering how to proceed with this podcast and my personal brand while growing the content creators planner without duplicating my efforts. Like it just seems kind of silly, right? To talk about content marketing, content strategy here, content marketing, content strategy here. Um, and I don't want to cannibalize one for the other, right? So the focus on my personal brand has also been content marketing and strategy. And so after thinking long and hard on how I wanted to, to proceed with this, first of all, I will tell you, I'm not giving up the personal brand. Um, I feel like I finally come to the next logical step and progression with all that I'm doing. So that'll jump into um, the future of both the future of my business and this podcast, because, you know, I, when I went to write this episode today, uh, for many of you guys, you know this, and I write out the solo show first so that I have some sort of semblance. I'm not reading it, but I have some sort of cohesive flow. <laughs> Hopefully I know I go off script and I talk in circles. <laughs> I mean, there are times you guys like Jody and I talk so frequently, um, but we'll be texting and like, I feel like I've addressed something and it's like my thoughts in my mouth or my hands don't keep up with each other. And she's just like, what, what, what? What what did what was that? <laughs> oh goodness. So, anyways, um, that's to bring up to speed. Now I want to jump in with where things are heading, right? And I feel like this, I keep teasing, this is not the intention, but oh, I did have a point to telling you that about writing this episode. See, see, I took myself off script. Anyways, I had such it was so um just in the zone that moment, right? This post is like 2,300 words and I just got lost in it. And that is what I miss immensely. So, you know, as we get these plans laid out for 2020 with the planner, and now that I'm clear on what I'm doing under this brand, um, I have to really get, I don't say strict, but I need to keep boundaries clear with my time so that I have the time to do this stuff, right? Anyways, before I share what the specific plans are, I do want to dive a little bit into the mindset and how I came to these decisions. And I would truly love your feedback on this element because I think you're going to see a lot more of this, right? So like I said before, this March will be my 12th year in business. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but on one hand, it's hard to believe that so much time has gone by. At the same time, you know, it's like so much has changed in my life. And there have been plenty of ups and downs, which I'll tell you, that's the best part of getting older is that you just say, well, it's just life. I mean, everybody has ups and downs. I don't care if all you see is the highlight reel, I can promise you, you know, we all have different traumas and tragedies and heartache and challenges and frustrations and wins and successes and amazing moments. It's simply life. And through all that, there's been a ton of growth, right? We're all a work in progress. And I've made a very conscious decision to make that a priority in my life. So I've shared before that I still see and speak with my therapist that I found when I lost my husband, 
which was 2003, you guys. Like, it's a little, well, well it trips me out that it's been 17 years. Um, it's been a really long time um, that he's been gone and <laughs> that I've been seeing her. Um, and because when I find, when I, when I initially found her, my intention was to get through the grief of losing my husband. You guys, I was 32, very type A, like, I'm like, give me a list. Let me go through it. Let me get it done. And that's not how grief works. But I literally <laughs> went in and said, you know, I'm not doing therapy. I'm only here for grief counseling, <laughs> uh, which is funny to me because that's just not who I am today. I don't remember saying it, but I totally, it does sound like me at the time. But fast forward to today and investing my time and money and doing the work with her has absolutely been the best investment I have ever made in myself. You know, not only is she an amazing therapist, but our spiritual beliefs are similar. And she's completely opened my mind to a different way of moving through the world. And, you know, we see a lot of this becoming much more mainstream in terms of talking about mental health and well-being and all of that, right? And it's you guys, some, I don't know if you knew me today versus me 15 years ago, I'm such a different person. And I, I, I can honestly tell you where I was in my house when I realized I want to move through my life differently. You know, I wanted to live still a driven and um, optimistic life, but with intention and gentle, right? Like I just cannot, I, I, I cannot piss myself off into action anymore. I just cannot. But, you know, I've always been this driven and optimistic person, but I based my self-worth on how productive I was. I really, and I wrote a post on Medium about this, that busy isn't a badge of honor. It's bullshit because I did wear it like a badge of honor. And the problem with basing your life on how much action you take or how busy you are is that you don't give yourself the space to feel if what you're doing is really working for you. And you may be checking things off the list. But what good is it at the end of the day, if you didn't enjoy it? What good is it? And and you guys hear my heart on this too. There are plenty of things that are not my favorite elements of what I do in my business. Last week, I must have spent three days on technical support annoyances, um, trying to remedy some pending payments in PayPal. And it was like, PayPal support, liquid web support, cart flow support, like you go in circles, right? And then answering customer support for the planner. And yeah, <laughs> right? just, oh my God, I was ready to pull my hair out. So of course, there is plenty that is not my favorite. At the same time, I kept saying to myself last week, like, poor you, Kim, like life is so hard because your business is taking off. And it wasn't quite well, it was a little bit sarcastic, but it was really like, this is really okay. This is a good problem to have. It's part of growing. It's part of getting to that next logical step in your life and your business, right? But I, I've just really found that I need a lot of white space in my life. I need plenty of time to myself. I need to step away from what I'm doing. I, I mean, you name it, I need that space. And so you know, when you're super busy and you're super productive and it's all about checking things off the list, uh, I don't know, you kind of miss the journey, right? And I will tell you this, depending on where you're at in life, it's a lot easier for me to say this now than when I had two young kids at home, right? And doing it alone or for anybody that is trying to get a side hustle going and they work full time and they've got a family. Like I get that. You've got to get stuff done. I totally understand that. Um, 
this was much more obvious to me when I was working full time before starting my business. It took a while to connect the dots to being busy and and implementing action in my own business because there's a ton of busy work that you can do with an online business, right? I mean, you can do things that don't get results all day long and you actually did stuff, but you have to start looking at the activity you do. And I, I base everything now. I really do on how I feel. So here's the crazy thing. And I really hope with all of my heart that you hear this, nothing will help you grow your business as much as getting in alignment first and then taking inspired action. And I know that is so not the typical language that I use, excuse me, on the show, but it's really where I'm at in my life. And in fact, it was when I truly surrendered that things started taking off. You know, I began meditating consistently or somewhat consistently. It's kind of like my almost daily emails when I was doing those uh, in November of 2018 the more I meditated. And I've tried, I've done meditation on and off for probably five plus six years. I don't know. But um, the more I meditated, the less reactive I was and the more I accomplished. The last few years have been super challenging. So besides, you know, my mom, um, things are still very challenging with my son. The only difference is he's out on his own now. And so it's not part of my day to day. Um, But it's a really weird feeling you know, and the loss of my mom is something I was not even remotely prepared for. However, I know there is no way I would be where I am today in terms of being able to hold all of this. And had it not been for the personal work and the meditation that I do and the personal work, I know that sounds so um, open-ended, but <laughs> I don't know, maybe this will give you guys a better picture. Like, obviously, you know, I work at home and um, I'm still uh, staying with my dad. Went back up to Boise in February to look around. Um, and I'm just trying to decide if I want to move in the spring or summer. I've got some trips planned, but you know, I, it, it's just, um, how do I want to say this? It's, it's, I'm the person that when I get in the car to go somewhere, I don't mind the drive because, and I don't want anyone with me <laughs> because I can listen to a podcast or I can listen to an audio book. And I, I know what refuels me. I know what fills me. When I'm working, if I'm not writing or having to use that kind of part of my brain, I'm constantly listening to audio. I live in noise canceling headphones, you guys, whether it's white noise or a spiritual audio, I, it's more often than not, it's something that keeps my, my heart and head in alignment as opposed to pumping me up for a business strategy, right? So it's, it's been vital in where I'm at. And I look at the growth of this planner over probably one of the very most difficult years of my life. I can actually say that. Um, and that might sound weird. I know I lost my husband very young. I had two little kids, but the difference between that loss and my mom was that I was much more defensive. I was angry. That was not a timely death, right? He was 32 and my mom was only 71. To me, it wasn't timely, but it was a more timely death. And so because of all the work I've done, I just simply allowed the sadness, which is heavy, right? Anger is a lot easier to feel than true grief and sadness. But, you know, at this point in my life, I allow myself whatever time I need. And I've totally shifted my idea of what self-care is. Let me just tell you this. As much as I love my massages 
my baths and my downtime. Self-care is also doing the things that need to be done, even when you don't want to do them, because that instills trust in yourself, right? It's saying no to things and people that no longer serve you. It's setting clear boundaries, asking for help, and honoring the commitments you've made to yourself, you know, which is what brought me where I am today. Sorry if you can hear the ice in my my water there. (laughs) Um, But it's really getting clear and letting go of, I don't know, the, the shoulds. And I don't know about you, but I had a tendency to sort of like feel uh, an obligation to people. And I'm going to make this crystal clear too. I'm not saying that I've not let people down or disappointed people. I'm sure I have or not gotten back to people and dropped the ball on stuff. It's human nature. At the same time, you have to really decide where you spend your time and energy and, and get get clear that you can still love and care about people, but they don't have to be, they don't necessarily play the same role in your life as they once did. Right. And I'm specifically referring to, you know, online friends and people in similar circles that I'm not in those circles anymore, you know? And so it's, where is the best use of my time that, that is taking care of myself. And you do that with love and you can let people go with love. Right. And whatever that looks like for you, because I just don't have the energy to defend or argue. Well, I won't. Um, So there's that. But all right. So up to speed now to where things are heading. Um, I really am at this point where I am making decisions and moving forward with my business in a way that serves me and how I want my life to look like. And I want to give you one quick example before we jump into my personal brand and the future of that. You know, one of the things with the planner, and I'm I'm gonna give you guys kind of some teases with that. One of the first things that our ad team was like, well, you need to set up a continuity program, you know? And this isn't a dig at that suggestion based on data and what that looks like, that would be an obvious choice. Both of us are like, no, <laughs> just no. That's not we're a we're not gonna do that just because it adds to cart value, right? If we had a desire and a passion and felt that there was something that provided massive value and was an obvious, easy, logical next step to the planner, then we would be there. But the thought of it makes us both cringe and it's just not happening. If we add something uh, on that realm, it would be more like, you know, a product that gets dropped every month or something, it may be a subscription based type of thing, as opposed to like a membership model, which I don't have the bandwidth. I've tried that. I just don't. <clears throat> I want to be able to show up for the podcasting. Podcasting is, requires a different level of energy, live streams, all of those things, just it requires a different energy. So that being said, you know, I, I step into everything now with does that fit into how I want my life to feel? Does that allow me the space and freedom to travel to, uh, you know, focus and dig in in an entire day where I can shut everything else off and create something, you know, so that's kind of where I'm at. But obviously, with the personal brand, I'm keeping the site up. I have decided with my courses, I have a few that will, I'm going to move all of the courses under the content creators planner brand. So they're going to be updated and refreshed. So they look like part of that brand. as well as being re-recorded. We're not just doing like a paint job. We're going to go deeper with stuff and I will link to them from my Kim Doyle site. Um, it just didn't make much sense to me 
to be driving so much traffic to that brand, growing a list of customers who want help with content marketing and strategy, and then to keep my courses under this brand and cross promote. Like you guys, I tried 12 ways sideways. I'm like, well, maybe the content creators planner brand can be an affiliate for our own individual things. Because if we're going to market to an audience that we have jointly built jointly, is that a word? I think so. (laughs) But we have, I'm recording this late in the afternoon. I don't know if this is a good idea, but that we built together, then the other person I think should benefit as well. Well, I I can't tell you how many times Jody and I discussed this in terms of how it looks for us, since these are assets that I've already created. Uh, But I'm happy to say that we have come to an agreement that works for both of us. And honestly, Jody was way more concerned about this than I am. And I've said this so many times, this has truly been the easiest, most profitable partnership I've ever had. So take that to the bank, you guys. The fact that it's been easy, that we've trusted each other, we haven't pushed. There's been no, well, okay, when are you getting back to work? Or there's just been nothing. It's like, okay, I'm good. All right. Yep. Just staying in communication. And it's been the most profitable. So I'm going to go ahead and just leave that there. You can show on that. Um, I have three courses that we're going to be moving to that brand and we're going to release over time. The first half of this year in the post I've written this spring, but I don't know how realistic that is. The the truth is the thought of that being in some crazy perpetual launch mode for any of those gives me a headache. So we're going to map out the best process for doing this for our audience. And we're going to release things strategically. Some things may end up in the store and just be added to a funnel for an ad, but not pushed to our audience until we're ready and have some feedback or testing, right? We also have a new content promotion course we're releasing next month. This I'm super excited about. It's a brand new course and it completely complements the planner, but you don't need it, um, which is our primary focus. Then we're going to get to the other courses. So as far as my Kim Doyle site, um, I've got some copy to update and I'll be clarifying the messaging on the site. So what I do is crystal clear and I may set up a shop on the site, but it that, so it looks like a store but all those options click through to the planner to check out on the planner site, right? Like I don't want to set up another e-commerce. I'm just not doing it. All right. Which brings me to coaching and consulting. (laughs) This is not something I mentioned very much. If ever, (laughs) I don't know. Um, I've done a lot of it over the years and it just, sometimes I focus on it and then I've backed off. Um, And it might seem a little bit silly, but this has also been really intentional. Just like, you know, podcasting or um, a membership, right? Coaching and consulting require a completely different energy. And as much as I love doing it, I can only do so much in a week. So because of the growth with the planner, and let's just be honest, life in general, these past six months have left very little time for creating content. And I miss that terribly. You know, let's, let's not even go down the path of the irony of someone who is selling a content planner, but doesn't have enough time to create content. Okay, leave that alone. Um, But I'm going to redo the messaging around my coaching and consulting offers, making them more predominant on the site with crystal clear pricing. And I'll share those offers this year. I don't know how frequently I'll share it. It'll be open up whatever. I mean, you guys every now and then somebody just signs up for a one off strategy session. It's a 90 minutes. It's 297. We get on the call, we knock a bunch of stuff out. And I did that that way specifically because I want people to implement. And then if you want to get on the phone again, let's do another session. At the same time, I do have, you know, more in depth one on one coaching. 
but I don't know what this is going to look like. So I am going to keep that up though, and probably promote that. Probably I'm going to promote it a little bit more based on what else is happening. So the last piece, which this falls under Kim Doyle is speaking. This is something I've always loved doing and would like to do more of. I was actually a speech major in college for a while. I spoke at my high school graduation. Surprise, surprise. Um, I just love it. I love, 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 love it. You guys like there was a point in my life. I'm like, I'm going to be a motivational speaker. I wanted to do what Wayne Dyer did. He was one of my heroes. Um, but I, I, it's funny because, you know, I've done some speaking. I enjoy doing it, but I'm just curious for, this is a question I'm asking myself. I'm curious as to where I would like to speak. I'm a little bit over and it could be right now, you guys, because I'm tired and I don't mean like sleepy today, but it's just life has been challenging. Right. And so it's kind of like, I feel like I'm just getting my sea legs back for lack of a better word. And so I am going to put it up and I'll get a speaker sheet together and maybe pursue a few speaking gigs, but I really have zero attachments to what that looks like right now, but I am curious to see where it takes me, you know, and that'll probably be the second half of this year. And another note to this, you know, zero attachments thing, you guys, every single time, I know I say this all the time, but every single time I let go of what something is supposed to look like, every single thing that I have done that I've done it because it makes me happy and I just feel an urge to kind of follow it, I, I've profited with it. And I know that sounds crazy, but anytime I'm like, oh, I need to do this to make money. I'm going to make this offer. I'm going to put it out there. One, I can tell you my energy and is not in alignment with it of being value and serving somebody else. It just doesn't work. So, and it's tricky. It's a, it's a really tricky um, line to navigate when you need the money and you need to be bringing something in. Nothing's working. But all I know is that the more I pushed, the more, <laughs> the further away it was, right? I was going to say the more it eluded me. The more I relax and surrender and let go, the more shows up in my life. So there's that note. All right. So the content creators planner. Whew, I can't share too much with you yet. I am at the time of this writing and recording. I told you guys, this is the 20th of January. Um, I am a few days out from flying to Atlanta to spend three days with Jody. And I keep saying Jody. I'm assuming this is Jody Hirsch, my business planner who is amazing for the content creators planner. So we're going to spend a few days together. And the fun part is of course, the planners paying for all my travel. And we're going to, we're going to plan some stuff out. Like we've got this course to do some recording for, we want to do some videos. We want to really map out what this, this business and brand looks like for us, because with the trajectory that we're on, you know, we're both going to be in a position to have more choice and freedom, right. With what we want to do. So I'm going to give you a little tease and I will share more details when they roll out and when we have them. But here are, it's more than a few things that we have in the works. So the first thing is the content creators podcast. This was originally going to be called uh, creativity published, which was a great name that my friend Devender, what up D uh, came up with. We're going to stick that on a newsletter. So we have the content creators podcast coming out and then we are launching the creativity published newsletter. We have a content promotion course, told you about that. We are developing something called content kits, and I'm not going to tell you anything else. Uh, we will have version two of the planner, which is going to have some additional stuff. That's not going to be before second quarter at the earliest. 
This is exciting. We have a Trello board version of the planner coming and there will be a masterclass that supports that. And I'm going to tell you the Trello board version might seem contrary because here we went to all this trouble to create a physical planner because we believe in pen and paper where we have found this to be most helpful for people is that with teams they are looking for collaboration, right? And it's because our customers have said they want it. So just keep that in the back of your head. This is not something we ever envision doing. We're not ever going to create a SaaS. I'm still not recovered from the other one, but um, so that's coming. And then based on how well that does, we may look at other like Asana boards and stuff. Um, But we are also going to have a live event in the fall. So we will have dates on that uh, early spring, probably. Um, We have decided it will be in Atlanta. And this is going to be, I don't know what to say high ticket, but very hands-on where we will not only be planning, you'll get a whole subscription to the planner for a year. Um, But we've got some some crazy stuff planned where we're going to actually record video for you for your brand. And you're going to get graphics templates and stuff. So we want it to be super hands-on. You know, we'll do pre-work, there'll be strategy. We want it to be sort of a small group. So we're not looking at, you know, doing some four or 500 person event. We want this to be a smaller intensive so that relationships can be built and we can really be hands-on. So I'm excited. I've always wanted to do that. So that will be coming in the fall. So again, I don't have any timeframes or timeframe time. I don't have that plural singular. I don't have a timeframe or dates, I should say. Oh, it's a good thing we're winding down on any of that yet. But I can say that the content promotion course, the Trello board and the podcast are what is coming first. They should all be by the end of February. So that's pretty exciting. And I fully expect to come back after a few days with Jody, just like, here we go, which is kind of what happened last year. So as far as the future of the Kim Doyle show, I want to come full circle back to the beginning when I said that something felt off, right? After I pivoted from the WordPress chick to my own brand, I simply changed the name of the podcast. (sighs) Sorry, getting parched here. I don't know about you, but this winter has already felt long and we're not even into February yet. (laughs) I'm ready for sunshine. Anyways, so maybe this wasn't the most strategic decision, but I pretty much live by the idea that imperfect action is better than no action. And at the time it felt right. And I didn't want to lose what I had built. And I have a relationship in probably the last couple of years of the WordPress Chick podcast. I just, it was not WordPress focused by any means. Um, so I didn't feel like it was too much of a stretch. But it's been almost seven years since I started podcasting. On one hand, the format that I've been doing started to feel a little boring. On the other hand, I wasn't sure what a new format would look like or what I wanted to do, which is why it's been so sporadic as well as life, you guys. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that giving yourself permission to take care of yourself when you need it, um, it, the world won't end. It just won't. And I was, you know, I hope it doesn't take a significant loss in your life for you to say, I don't want to do this right now. And that's okay. Right. But here's a couple things that I have decided. So first of all, it's time to update the intro and to the just the you know beginning welcome to the kim doyle podcast blah 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 the, the pre-recorded one so i'm going to update that it's going to reflect where i'm at today what i'm doing and what the podcast is about 
uh, the old interview style does not work for me anymore. And as much as I love backstories, I'm way more interested in having a conversation about something. And it's so see again, you guys, I totally have not defined that, but we're going to see what happens. I also want to do more solo shows in between, like with some shorter episodes in between hour long or 45 minute, whatever. I still love doing this and, but it's fun. You know, if an idea strikes me or <laughs> God forbid a rant, lucky you not. Um, but if I, you know, just have something on my mind that I want to share, or there's a nugget or a story, something I want to get those out there as well. And I will tell you, <laughs> because again, I know the way I speak and I can go crazy sideways. Some are going to be off the cuff. Um, some are going to be planned. We'll see. But I also want to get into some of those intangible topics that affect us as entrepreneurs. Because one thing I really have not talked about on the show ever is my spiritual beliefs. And before you decide to hit unsubscribe or get panicky, let me just say that I'm not about to start getting into this as a general topic. I'm never going to dis- discuss religion. I don't practice any specific religion. I was raised Catholic. Um, I am not a practicing Catholic. And I do not have anything against religion. I fully support everybody's desire to do what really works for them. Um, and I'm never going to talk about politics. Because honestly, writing and saying that word is enough to make me sick to my stomach. But um, what I do want to share is, you know, really on a more personal and deeper level, is how I integrate this into my business and the results I get. You know, nothing has impacted me in my business the way this has. Choosing what I focus on, shifting my beliefs, and telling a different story. It, it's, it's been phenomenal, you guys. Like, I can look back to when I started doing more actual therapy <laughs> with my therapist. Um, and and I, I can see the difference. And I remember this one moment, and it sounds so simplistic and so crazy obvious. But I remember when the light bulb went off that, oh, like, if I change how I think about this thing, and look at it this way, instead of this way, I can feel differently. And it's it's crazy. And at the end of the day, it always comes down to choice. We can always choose how we respond and feel about something, right? And so it was it was life altering for me. And it's been this ongoing process. So when I do interviews, some of them may be around this as opposed to business strategy. Although I totally intend to continue those as well. But I, again, I want them to be more conversational as opposed to interviewing style. And I think most of mine probably were, but I'm not going to start off with a little blurb about tell us what you were doing before you started. Like, I just don't not going to do that anymore. Um, I'll probably put it in the show notes or do a quick little pre-recorded something, but that's it. I've actually thought about asking my therapist to come on the show, uh, but I'm not sure how I'd want to do that. Or if she'd say yes, she had at one point, uh, technically she's retired. I'm just the what about Bob client that won't let her go. And if you don't know that movie, Google it, and then it'll explain everything to you. Um, because, I mean, we've talked a lot about business. She is also uh, self-made and had her own business and just investments, the whole nine yards. And so there's a lot to be said for, you know, how you approach things. So we'll see about that. Uh, in terms of the shorter episodes that I'd like to include as well, those are just going to be, like I said, more off-the-cuff episodes where I share a thought or an idea or something that's just happened that I think will provide some value and insight for you. I really 
don't want them to be, you know, enough about me. What do you think about me? Um, but I hope that there is a lesson in it and a takeaway for you all the time. They may be in the car. They might be while I'm on a walk, provided I don't have the dogs or just when a random idea strikes me. I'm truly going to figure that part out as I go. So that's it, guys. All that being said, I, I would be remiss if I don't, did not say thank you. Um, I so appreciate if you have hung around and are still part of my tribe. I appreciate your patience. Um, tribe, that's a funny word, isn't it? I really don't use it. But anyhow, I am so grateful for my subscribers and my community. And I'm really excited about this next chapter. And I have a feeling it's going to be another interesting year, but I think it's on the upwards trajectory. And I'm excited to see where life takes me. I've got to move at some point. God bless my dad, but I am not staying here. This place is beautiful. I should put some pictures up. I mean, we're on an acre. It looks like you're in Lake Tahoe, but it literally, there's nothing (laughs) here. I have to drive an hour to get to a Target. I know, I know, first world problems. So anyways, you guys, I love you tons. Thanks so much for listening. And it's coming back. Uh, I've got to get the intro recorded. I'm probably going to do a from the archive, quote unquote. Uh, I did finger quotes. You can see it. Um, but I'm going to do a from the archive of the all the interviews that I have in the can. I want to get those out while we're getting this stuff going. So again, thanks for listening. Have a fantastic day and we will catch you next time.